into the sport, MG. Uh, no. Luke Brooks, uh, <laughs> in a on. big surprise here, MG. Luke Brooks has signed with the Newcastle Knights, but you say it's a, a pretty badly kept secret. Well, not yet. He hasn't. It's not official. It's uh, okay. all but. We're hearing that it's all but. Um, and I think it's the best thing that could happen to Luke Brooks's career. Um, long has he been the scapegoat at the Tigers for, for when they lose, when they win, he gets no credit. Um, so I think as far as a sea change goes, I think him going to Newcastle would be exactly the perfect thing for his rugby league career. And um, there is word that Caelan Ponga will be playing 5-8 next year for the Knights. Um, he'll need somebody who is experienced around the halves, and Luke Brooks certainly is that. And Luke Brooks has got a lot of fine footy left in him, and I think that would be a fantastic move for him to do. His mum, obviously the principal of Freddie, my son's school at Putney Public, she'll be happy that it's the best thing for him, but she'll be devastated he's moving away. Those two have just the most beautiful relationship. And like he cooks for her and oh, he, they're just, he's a very, very kind person, Brooksy. Yeah. So Brooks, he's you, a mummy's no, boy. No, he's not. But before you bag him out, just remember what a kind person he is. Mate, absolutely. It's not yeah. an insult to be a mummy's boy. Anthony Seabold, MG, not- is the front runner to be the new coach at Manly. And Broncos legend Steve Renoff has come oh. out in a scathing assessment of Seabold, saying he's doing the same thing to Manly as he did to us at the Broncos. He can talk the talk. He said he's got all the psycho babble to get the job, but he's basically said he the guy can't coach. Yeah, it's skating from the the pearl. Um, and look, when he he speaks about the Broncos, which he played his whole career for, you've got to listen. Um, we we spoke about this last week when Seabold uh, was mentioned about you know being the man to take the the reins at Manly. That why would you want to go to a club that is so divided after you've just come from a club in the Broncos where they were very similar? And it's look, it's. It, they are trying, I think at the moment, Seabold will, will try and as, uh, assemble a kind of a, a dream team coaching roster around him. I think Shane Flanagan's name's been mentioned as one. Um, so, um, look, I think Seabold won't do it on his own. He, he'll need help if he gets it done. But overnight, um, Cherry Evans has made his first comment about it all from the World Cup. And he said, look, we love Desi to, to pieces, but the show has to go on. You know, pre-season training has started. I've seen some vision of Josh Schuster, uh, <clears throat> who... who Decided not to go to the World Cup to, to try and get fit to play 5'8". He played last year at 117 kilos. Um, they said, if you want to play 5'8", um, you've got to shed 10 kilos. Oh. And, and and the kid's doing it. He's doing these these heartbreak hills, hill, hill runs every day that, uh, that are eight-kilometer runs. So Josh Schuster, well done, mate. Um, he's taking next season very, very seriously, which is great news in a time when Manly haven't had real, a lot to, to crow about. Um, one of your star guns is taking... 2023 series, so well done to him. The back page of the Daily Telegraph today raises more questions about the culture at the Dragons. It does there. Paul Crawley writes about um, Jack Jeffsky, um, who basically saying that uh, the fallout continues with Anthony Hook Griffin, obviously on the back of Matt Cooper coming out, ex-Dragon, saying that the culture is crap. Three players going to their presentation night. Uh, big George, Georgie Burgess saying, get, getting told that the, he had no relationship with the with the coach, and now on the back page, Jack Ajewski saying that basically his partner had troubles with their first birth of their, of their kid, the little baby boy, and um, he wanted to stay with her. Um, she begged him to play because she knew how much of a game it was for him, but he wanted to be there. That was round 11. He didn't play after that. So wow. read into that what you will. Um, what was the reason why he didn't play though, well, he that he gave told. the public? He hasn't been told. By right. by and so oh, that's he got this dropped. this just this goes to, this goes to show that the never ending drama coming out of Cogra is 
something that they've got to address straight away because mm. it's, 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 it's snowballing. And before the season starts, this is the last thing you need. That's enough to tear a club down, is it? Of course it is. Of course it is. Well, it's terrible. Hook Griffin will be holding on for his spot next season for sure. Uh, speaking of coaching movements, MG, Michael Maguire has signed as a consultant with Ricky Stewart at the Canberra Raiders, and we're hearing Shane Flanagan will be an assistant coach under Anthony Seabold at Manly. Yeah, I like both these uh, appointments, Pagewar. Um, Madge Maguire, I think he's got so much to offer in that type of role as a consultant. Yep. Um, him and Ricky Stewart did play together in their Raiders days um, at Canberra, so it makes, it makes sense. Um, as for Shane Flanagan, I think... I think he's got a magnificent rugby league brain, um, and I think Seabold needs him. I think Seabold needs someone like um, Shane Flanagan at Manly. I think that's a really good uh, dynamic duo. So okay. it's all looking up for these two clubs. Ned Brockman received a hero's welcome at Sydney's Bondi Beach on Monday night after completing. Oh my! And we've been following this the entire journey, MG. His mammoth mammoth run from one side of Australia to the other. Unbelievable. We love him. He's been part of the Triple M family for a very long time. The 23-year-old ran from Cottesloe Beach in Perth to Bondi, a 3,952-kilometre journey over 47 days, raising over $1.8 million. MG, we want to help get him to $2 million. Yes, we do. And beyond. For Mobilise, a charity that helps those experiencing homelessness. That helps those experiencing homelessness. It is with our greatest honour and former Trady Wars winner, Yay! Lee Wonderful. My, my claim to fame, the Trady Wars winner. How good. <laughs> oh, Nedley, we played it yesterday. I must confess, you were, before you've done all this, I suppose, after you'd run your 50 marathons in 50 days, and then to show you how modest of a kid you are, you actually doled up to be part of the Tradies Wars, and you won it as well. Absolutely. I took, me, took my chance and, and won it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> what did you spend the 200 on? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. I, um, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's a long time ago. I've been through a bit since then. Oh, no, no, a bit's happened. The bit's happened. This is an unbelievable feat. I mean, this is you're changing lives one day at a time, one kilometre at a time. I know that my 21-year-old son and about 10 of his mates were there at Bondi Beach uh, to welcome you in on Monday. You've, you, 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 you're creating a, a whole different psyche for these kids to aspire to. You, you, I mean, you're a role model, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was, um, it was just out of this world coming into Bondi and seeing the people that had touched and the, you know, there was 40 odd thousand on the Instagram live as well that couldn't be there. So yeah, it was just um, amazing to see the, the support I had and yeah, obviously seeing with the, the amount of money we raised as well. Just on that, when you started off on your, your voyage from Cottesloe, how many people did you, how many followers did you have on Instagram and how many did you have when you, when you made it to the other side of the country? Um, I think we started about, uh, you know, around 10,000 and then, um, yeah, we're at about 220 now. So it's uh, <laughs> clearly a lot of people got behind it. Um, yeah, it was just, it, it, that, that definitely helped. It wasn't obviously, it was, I'm, I'm very intrinsically motivated. So um, being so isolated out in the Nullarbor, it was, a, it was a nice little thing seeing the amount of people getting behind it and all the messages of support, which um, definitely helped. But yeah, it was, um, it was definitely an intrinsic, intrinsic thing. Nettie, I couldn't imagine. You've, you've run across the country. You're by yourself. You cross the finish line with thousands of people looking upon you and you're instantly a national hero. Mm-hmm. We see you doing the shoey from the yeah. from the balcony, which was unreal. Two questions. First of all, was that the shoe you ran across Australia with that had the maggots in it? Uh, no, it wasn't the maggot the maggot shoe. Um, I've, I've turned out about 12 pairs of shoes. So okay. um, that was some fresh ones. Oh, thank um, God. Okay. Yeah. And uh, shoey tasted great. It was, um, I haven't had a drop of alcohol since uh, the 8th of January, so... 
Uh, it was great. It was, a, it was an unreal experience. God, it would have gone straight to your head. Half your luck. Straight uh, in. Secondly, <laughs> you, you walk in, you, you walk behind closed doors. You're alone again for the first time since you've been on that run. Yep. What are you feeling, mate? Like, like what, like, like what are you doing? Oh, we, I, I got straight in. So we obviously did all the celebrations and had a chat with everyone and, and, and thanked everyone. And then I went into the, the change room and just sat and, I was probably a bit half, and half an hour late to the after party, but I was just just soaking it all in and breathing, and just trying to understand what I've actually done. It's um, I still, you know, it'll take me a few months to reflect and actually realise the enormity of what's gone down. But um, yeah, I'm just so just so proud and so grateful for everyone who was a part of it. Mentally, it's uh, you, you won. I mean, mentally, you won. I mean, a lot of guys and girls would look at this and go. You know what? I could probably do this, maybe in a in maybe a lot longer than Ned did it. But I think it's the mental side of it that you conquered, which I think a lot of people can't comprehend for a twenty three year old kid. I know you only had a pretty small support staff with your parents, your girlfriend, a physio, and maybe someone to do social media. Did you come across anything on the middle of the Nullarbor that was kind of a little bit like Wolf Creek or something? Did you have any scary nights <laughs> where you went, "Oh shit"? Yeah. Um, we actually, there was a few crazy, yeah, there was one, one experience where I was, I was running on um, just uh, east of the Nullarbor, um, the actual trailer's plane, and we've, I've come over this hill and this bloke who's clearly off his head driving um, has, has gone absolutely shocked. I was on the, my side of the road, but he's swerved off and I was like, oh, this bloke, he's going to crash, it's, we're done. Anyway, he's pulled up to the Nullarbor Roadhouse, going off his head, there was all this sort of stuff going on. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, but my majority of people were great. And, and, and by the end of, you know, the Nullarbor and into, into New South Wales, it was just every second car was honking and oh. yelling and halfway out the window screaming my name. So it was just, um, yeah, I think I only just started to realise the enormity of what was happening when we hit New South Wales. But obviously running down Bondi Beach was just a, a whole other world. Yeah, we know you're a Parramatta fan. Um, and I, one of the questions I was going to ask you, what, what was the one thing you missed most? while you're on this little voyage, and I suppose the, the NRL grand final was something you missed, but it, because you lost. It doesn't <laughs> um, matter. You've officially know, had more wins than the yields. I, I, I don't know whether you've caught up with the news, but Jessie May uh, has had a tattoo of me put on her bum because she lost the bet. Oh, no way. Yes. I, I didn't see that, but I did see the grand final. Um, I had a bit of a down day that day, so I fortunately enough got to watch the grand final, but obviously not fortunate enough to, to have the win. But, um, yeah, it was good. I mean, we had lots of times where, you know, I was like, what is going on out, outside? But it was, yeah. we were in such a bubble where, like, all every day, all we had to do was get 100K done. There was no other, um, you know, I wasn't preoccupied elsewhere. It was just get the job done, go to sleep. And, yeah, to then see what the amount of people it touched was just mind-boggling because we're in such a little bubble of, you know, six, seven of us, and all of a sudden half the bloody country's screaming my name. It's unbelievable to imagine. And if any young child or any adults listening to this, the mental – uh, the uh, the mental toughness behind that. I noticed you said it's just a hundred kilometres I've got to do today. Anyone that's got a big task ahead of them, whether it be I don't know, like treatment for an illness, something that they want to achieve, is that what you recommend? Chapter those moments in your head, or how? Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's definitely a mental thing. Like I'm, uh, as I've said on a few things, like I, I wasn't a runner before 2020, and I just I just went with it. No, it was all it's it's a 90 percent a mental game and. It was, it was something I was like, each day I just had to break them down into, you know, it was like I'd wake up each morning, all you got to do is run 100K. And then each 100K, I'd be like, right, you just got to run 20. And then in those 20s, I'd be, you just have to run five. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, we're breaking these days down and then we're hitting the WA border and we're hitting the South Australia border uh-huh. and we're hitting New South Wales. And it was just, you know, these small goals. And I think that that can um, filter into normal day life. You know, it's like, 
you know, if it might be just getting up and making breakfast and it might be just, you know, getting out the door for that run. And yeah, I think that's where most people got inspired. It was um, just the bettering their day-to-day life. Well, there's still time to donate to Ned's record run. Head to his Instagram at Ned, that's two Ds, Brockman, two Ns uh, for all the details. And there's also, we've put a little push here on our on our Brecky show. Um, we, I believe we, and Jesse May and Pagey, we all believe that you are the Australian of the year. We for think, sure. we think that obviously oh, the, you, we think the voting has yeah. stopped, but we can, we can, what we're going to try and do is, is have an extraordinary. Like a pardon, an pardon. Australian pardon. Yes. I don't know what the right word because is. Because but... the way you've done, what you've done is I, I, I just, I, I shake my head at yeah. what you've done. I shake my head because it's so, so mentally strong. You've done it for a fantastic cause, Mobilize, who are going to reap the benefits this for years to come. You have now got a platform, Ned Brockman, that you will scream from the mountains and people will come running. So anytime you've got something to promote, here at Triple M, we'll help you promote it, my brother. Thank you, guys. You guys have been amazing. I appreciate all your support. No, you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Um, If you are listening, Anthony Albanese, Give Ned Brockman a bloody nomination, you bloody idiot. Of all the things you got going on at the moment, make sure you give Ned Brockman a nomination. Well done, my man. Keep keep kicking ass. Get some sleep. Bye-bye. Love you, mate. Well done. Love you. Love you.